Hey there, welcome to another episode of Monday Moments, the show in which we take a deeper dive into Sunday Sermon. With me today is Pastor James. We're diving into our new Advent series, and uh, really excited to talk about this one. Yeah. Our, we do Advent every year. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we dive into our conversation, if you are joining us for the first time, consider hitting the subscribe button and the little bell icon next to it in order to be notified every time we post uh, new content. And without further ado, let's jump into it. Yeah. So it's Christmas. It's Christmas. Finally Christmas. It's kind of like, <laughs> like I'm glad that it's here, but it's also kind of hard to believe that 2021 yeah. has gone by so fast. Um, I'm, I've got my elbow patches <laughs> and, um, you know, my hoodie. For, for those of you who are listening and not watching, you can't fully appreciate this conversation uh, because I have my elbow patches and you can't see them because you're listening and not watching. But that's okay. Um, like I mentioned at the start, we are beginning our Advent series, and I think it's been a really good thing, a really good tradition for our church, because um, my impression of Advent is that that's typically a liturgical, mm. um, something that you find in liturgical churches, okay. uh, specifically Catholic churches, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but anything from that more liturgical background, that's when you find most of that celebration of Advent. Um and so for me, over the number of years that we have celebrated and studied and, and, and observed Advent, it's always been a really good, refreshing way to keep our focus on Christ mm-hmm. and, and not just his birth, but also his second coming. And yeah. that's always um, sort of the underlying um, or, or central theme. So mm-hmm. uh, tell me a little bit, like, where did Advent come from? Is that a biblical word? Is that a church word? What What's kind of the history there? Why is it important? Is it relevant today? Sure. Yeah. So the word, the word Advent is derived from the Greek word uh, parousia. Um, and you do find that word in the New Testament. And that word is always in reference to uh, Christ coming. Um, that, mm-hmm. that word actually means coming. Um, yeah. And so when you find when you find the word, you don't find that obviously the word Advent, but you find that word Perusia, the, the, the Greek word of that, um, it's always in reference to uh, Jesus' return. And so Advent really is something that came about um, a number of centuries after Christ's uh, death. And and it was a it was a way for the church to um, to actually do two things. It was to um, as as Christmas is is really focused on the birth of Christ. Um, it took it took an opportunity to uh, focus on his birth, uh, but it also took an an opportunity to focus on his second coming. And so Advent is is really kind of broken into these two pieces. The first two weeks uh, of Advent um, are really set aside for. Um, the looking to the return. And then those final two weeks um, are uh, oftentimes dedicated to uh, the birth of Christ. And so um, for us, we, we, we live between these two covenants, yeah. um, the, the covenant fulfilled um, in Christ coming and, um, and offering himself as that sacrifice, restoring that relationship, becoming the peace that, that is needed between us and God. Um, and, and the second is the other promise of his return one yeah. day. And so Advent is a, it's this beautiful opportunity to, um, to take time to really focus on um, both of those things, yeah. uh, Christ's return, um, and also to celebrate uh, what was accomplished, not just at his birth, but uh, his birth was just the beginning. Um, 
the 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 resurrection from the dead, the, the victory over death, yeah. um, is really the conclusion of that for us. Yeah, and I think it, you know in what you were talking about on Sunday, it was it's really this focusing our hearts um, not just on the ritualistic observation of Christ's birth, mm-hmm. um, but it's really the it's the reason that He came. Yeah. Uh, first and foremost, like you just mentioned, to make peace between mm-hmm. us and God, to be the fulfillment yeah. um, of the law, the requirements of the law, so that we might have eternal life with Him. But yeah. it's also that looking to the second coming. Mm-hmm. And you kind of um, taught that from the perspective of it's important that we not um, fall asleep spiritually, like we yeah. be prepared. And, and you kind of use that uh, th- that story of when you worked in a cabinet shop yeah. and and your job was to sweep up all the sawdust, which is like this infinite, never-ending yeah. <laughs> task, right? Um, and you would look especially busy when someone would come in. Yeah. And and you you talked about the parable of the ten virgins and how mm-hmm. five of them uh, became complacent, fell yeah. asleep, and they weren't ready uh, when the bridegroom came. Yeah. Um, and five of them were. They were wise. That's how the yeah. Bible describes them as being wise. And so... Um, so I think it's, it's important to note that there really is this importance that we become, how do I say this? Future minded. Yeah. And, and, and it can be easy, I think for, at least for us in, in our culture to be complacent, you know, oh, we're just celebrating mm-hmm. Jesus' birth, just like we've always yeah. done and we will do. Um, but to look forward to his second coming. And so going back to that, that parable of the 10 virgins and you, you mentioned the oil was running low. Mm -hmm. They weren't prepared. And you said the oil is always used as a picture of the Holy spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, how does that, how does that translate in, in sort of our modern world, our, our practical way of, of viewing oil as, as representation of the Holy spirit? How do we, how do we keep that, that, Holy Spirit supply of running low. Maybe kind of talk a little yeah, bit more so, about that. So you have the you have the ten bridesmaids, and and they 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 are excited about the arrival of the bridegroom. Um, at which at which point they're going to be able to uh, follow him on uh, to the feast. And um, there's a a beautiful picture of um, of not just our invitation to the kingdom of God, but but to really be a part of. And, and to be a part of that final celebration. Um, and so, you know, for these, these bridesmaids, they're, they're waiting and, and, and they, come, they come prepared, mm-hmm. uh, but they come prepared. Some of them only come prepared for a moment and others mm-hmm. pre- come prepared for however long it may take for the bridegroom to tarry. Um, that, that he would, when he arose, uh, arrived, that they would be ready. Um, mm-hmm. And and the oil is is what provides it, it, it's what provides the fuel for the fire. It's it's yeah. what keeps the light alive. And I, I feel like for a lot of a lot of people, um, there is a tremendous amount of excitement when we come into the kingdom of God. Yeah. Um, but then life kind of get back gets back to normal a little bit, and. Um, and the, the things maybe that we had been hoping for, maybe maybe for some of us, even the things that we've been praying for for a long time, when they're delayed, yeah. it, it it tends to um, it tends to quench some of that maybe excitement, some of that anticipation, 
Um, I think for for some of us, we would definitely be able to say at times we've lost hope. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a, a beautiful picture of what it looks like to uh, to lose hope. And so there's not an expectation anymore. There's a there's a there's a recognition that um, all of a sudden we kind of get to a place. And, and I think that for a lot of people, we get to a place that we realize that um, maybe some of that initial excitement has, has gone mm-hmm. out yeah. in our life. And um, I think that part of part of keeping that fire alive in us has a lot to do with with our preparation. It has a lot to do with recognizing that um, there's a lot of times that we find ourselves in those seasons of waiting. Um, mm-hmm. And to prepare ourselves for that, yeah. to recognize this may be a longer season that I'm prepared for. Certainly, as we look back at our uh, at our at our own country, at the the state of our um, uh, this world right now, over the last couple of years, it's been a long two years. Yeah. I mean, it's um, I, I think that for a lot of people, we didn't expect these things to kind of be this way for so long. And and yet, like you even said, like we're looking at the end of 2021 right now, and we're realizing it's already here. And 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 these are always the moments that I take a look back and I go, is is what are the things that I went into it with, mm-hmm. and did I accomplish those things? Did I yeah. um, did I make it to the end? And yeah. I think that that's Jesus's real intent in this is that is that we would make it yeah. until the end. And I yeah. think that making it to the end um, requires an awareness on our part. Um, that it could be, it could be a long time. It could be a little. That's that's what he says. He, the, the the son of man. It says that he will come like a thief in the night. It will, he will be unexpected. Yeah. Um, and I want to be prepared when that comes, regardless of whether it happens um, while I'm still alive on this earth, or whether it happens at my uh, in my in my death, uh, yeah. my natural death. That when I go into the kingdom of God, I want to make sure that whenever that moment comes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I'm prepared. Yeah. And I think that to me, it it references and I think is consistent with the parable of the sower, Mm -hmm. right? You had some seed that was um, thrown on, you know, the, the thorns and the weeds. And Jesus said, you know, that represents the cares of life. It Mm -hmm. grew up and it choked the life out of that seed, you know, and others uh, were thrown on the rocky ground and, you know, the, they, they dried out, they withered. Um, And I think that's, easy for all of us to come to that place of not having the the proper root system, not having the proper expectation mm-hmm. uh, to weather the hard times and the difficult times. And that's, the I think, the beauty, um, but the challenge at the same time of seasons. Mm. Seasons are just that. They're seasons. Yeah. It's not like God intended for winter to go on forever. Yeah. It's a season and there's yeah. a point and a purpose in it, but it's easy when the winter is really cold or the summer is really hot to start to lose hope and start to mm-hmm. lose heart. And spiritually, I think we, we experience the same things. Yeah. And, you know, in, in Colossians, uh, Paul encourages that church and says, let your roots go down deep into Christ. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the essence, uh, at least what I took away is uh, of this season, mm-hmm. is to sort of reestablish our focus and to um, encourage ourselves to allow the the roots of our of our heart of our faith to go deep into Christ. Right? Not a religion, not a ritual, not a holiday. It's the the person of Jesus. Um, and, and to say, Lord, how can I, 
how can I remember you? How can I remember that you didn't just come once, you're coming mm-hmm. again. Yeah. And I can focus myself regardless of what, I, and I think it's interesting that we're celebrating this at the end of the year yeah. because we're so, just as a, as a culture, looking at the the next year, yeah. as, at the same time looking behind us and saying, okay, God, we've come through some bad times or we've come through some good times. We're also looking at the year ahead. Yeah. How do we prepare ourselves for come what may, mm-hmm. whether it's we've got good things on the horizon or we've got hard times on the horizon, um, which I think segues right off of what you preached in the last sermon series at Building Endurance. Yeah. It's, God, how can I build endurance for whatever is coming ahead? How can mm-hmm. I be prepared? Yeah. If there, was, if there was one thing that you would hope that we walk away with at the end of this Advent season at the mm-hmm. end of this Advent series, what would that be? Yeah, I, I think that I think that you just said it. I mean, be being prepared. Um, you know, Jesus in in that discourse with the disciples, uh, like I said on Sunday, he he had two parables and a prophecy. Mm. Um, the the ten bridesmaids, the uh, the talents, and then um, he he talked about um, you know when you have done this to the least of these, you've done it to me. Yeah. Um, and I look at that, and, and I think it's a I think it's a very complete picture of of how we can be prepared. The first, the bridesmaids, the, the spiritual aspect. Mm-hmm. What what does our spiritual condition look like? Yeah. Um, are we are we running low uh, on the power and the authority of the Holy Spirit to be able to uh, weather these things? Like that's the beautiful part is that Jesus never expected us to be able to do these things on our own. He says that I, I give to you the Holy Spirit. He talks about it in John. Um, I will. I will send to you uh, a helper, uh, yeah. one who comes alongside, and, um, and and then the talents. It talks about the you know the 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 very tangible things that the Lord has given to us. Uh, our own um, talent, obviously, they're referring to um, a, a, a a denomination of money, mm-hmm. um, but we can look at our own talent. Um, we can look at our certainly our finances, the relationships, the influence, uh, the authority that the Lord has given to us, and and Jesus talks about like investing that. Yeah. Um, and so we've got this. We've got this spiritual uh, side of things of of being prepared in that way. We've got this physical side uh, of things of of really investing those things in our life. But then he finishes with um, that that prophetic word about him him returning mm-hmm. and talking about what that's going to be like. And and he, and he says that there's there's a significant there's a significant piece to this when he returns, and that is um, that is how we have how we have responded to those around us. Yeah. And so I, I think it's this beautiful picture of, of preparation, the spiritual, uh, the, the kind of the, the physical things within us, but also the way that we're responding to people. Like, are we, are we showing the love of Christ to those around us? Are we responding um, to the needs that people are experiencing? Are we doing the practical things? And I think that sometimes we can get so elevated in our mind spiritually mm-hmm. about what this looks like that we miss the very practical things that we can do like what does it look like to come alongside someone who's hurting yeah uh, what does it look like to uh, minister to someone who's who's in a difficult place right now right. Um, or has a has a physical need that I actually have the ability and the capability of meeting um, yeah. in this life and so I think that if if we're going to come away from this and we look at this idea of preparation, it's like, am I am I wholly prepared? Right. Not prepared in this white place or this other place. 
but is is my life wholly prepared to stand before the Lord based upon based upon the the definitions of those things that Christ gave to us? Yeah. Um, am I spiritually in a place that my life is is really full uh, yeah. of the Holy Spirit? Yeah. Um, is my is my life being used in such a way that the Lord is able to invest it and bring forth a return yeah. uh, of those things in my life? Um, and am I, am I doing the practical things? Like the Bible talks a lot about the very practical, um, things that, that we find in that. And so, uh, that would be my hope. And, and that hope is, that hope is rooted in, uh, the expectation of Christ's return at any moment, in any way. Yeah. And I think that's interesting. I, I think it's, I think it's interesting. I think it's challenging. And I think if we catch a vision for it, it's exciting. This, dichotomy or or duality of um preparation Hmm. it's not just for ourselves right it's for ourselves and others right jesus says to whom much is given much is much is required yeah and so you know talking about earthly investments Mm -hmm. if you've never made an earthly investment into something the risk can seem very uh intimidating yeah. Right. And there's risk associated with all kinds of things, right? Like um, whether it's I'm going to invest in the stock markets, I'm going to invest in real estate, or I'm going to I'm going to start going to the gym. Like there's an intimidation there and there's a risk yeah. factor of what is this going to cost? How much is this going to hurt? How mm-hmm. much uh, how long am I going to have to wait until I see a return on that? Mm-hmm. But if you're willing to make that risk, even if you see the smallest return, there's an excitement there because yeah. it's almost always more than what you invested, more than what you gave, more than what you put into it. And so even in the smallest return is, is exciting because you you do, you see that after, after a a lot of, um, uh, waiting after a lot of hard work or after a lot of, you know, whatever the case might be investing, um, you finally see that return. And, And in, you know, one of the most obvious, examples and and it's used all throughout scripture is planting and harvesting right like you plant that seed that seed dies but you yield that crop and it comes Mm -hmm. back five ten a hundred fold more than what you planted and and so there is that that little bit of anguish of of waiting and not knowing what's happening underneath the surface but then you see that returning oh you're so excited yeah and i think that's the challenge and the exciting opportunity for us is that if we can get past the risk of giving of ourselves to other people mm-hmm. who are in need, and sometimes, like you said, it's the simplest, most yeah. practical ways. Um, if we can get past the in- the intimidation, the anxiety, or worry about what this risk is going to cost us, and we can get our eyes focused on what that return is going to be, then we can really see that fruit. Yeah. We can see that harvest. We can see you know, that for which Jesus has called us, yeah. right? That purpose that, that God has given each and every one of yeah. us. And, and you know, what better time than than now, than, than Christmas? Uh, we talk about the season of giving, right? Yeah. It's better, it's more blessed to give than to receive. And we hear that, all, yeah. especially this time of year. Yeah. We hear that all yeah. the time, but it's no less true. Um, and it's no less true to focus on the ultimate gift, right? And, mm-hmm. You know, for God so loved the world that he gave his yeah. son, and and that investment which God has given to us, you know, to whom much is given, much is required. And it's that can sound like such a challenge and such a scary thing, but I think if we were to if we were to be able to shift our mindset to see the opportunity mm-hmm. that we have here, um, I think it's an exciting 
exciting thing to think about. Yeah, so absolutely. Well, thanks so much for your time. Absolutely. Thanks for yeah. uh, being here and diving diving into this. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Monday Moments. We hope that you got something out of this video, this podcast, um, and this sermon series. And if you did get something out of this, um, let us know. We would love to hear uh, your thoughts in the comment. What stood out to you? Um, what did you hear? Uh, again, if this is your first time joining us, please consider hitting that subscribe button and the little bell icon notify, uh, next to it to be notified every time new content is posted. Thanks again for watching another episode of Monday Moments, and we will see you next week. Thank you.